What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 22 of the Gay Game Podcast, bringing you the hottest takes, latest stories, and spicy picks on in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national and international sports. Hosted by your Shirley Ambersonny, joined this time around by Meg Cunningham, Alex Reach, and Chris Keen. You can listen to the podcast right now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetAGAMBI. And with all that said, it's time to get a game on. What's good? What's going on, Alex? What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Michael? How's everyone doing? Doing good. Doing much, AB. Michael's back from a big basketball game. Mm hmm. Did you get the dub? Always get the dub, baby. <laughs> How many points you got? I had like an off game tonight, 17 points. 17 points is considered an off game from Mr. Michael Cardion. That's how you know he's a stud. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be too much. I got elbowed. I got elbowed a little bit in the face a little bit by my man, Dave. Shout out to you, Dave, for giving me a hard elbow. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Almost messed up the moneymaker. All right, before we get started, we have two bits of program information. The first one is, is, is a little bittersweet, but this is unfortunately going to be Chris's last episode for um, a couple of months. Like, Chris, you want to like take the floor to explain? Yeah, so um, this is something I've done the past couple of summers, but I've been working at a summer church camp here in Kansas over the summer, and just so I'll be away most of the summer. Like, I'll have a couple of days off, but most likely won't be able to get on the podcast in that time. So, unfortunately, this will be my last episode probably until August. So, yeah, that's about that's about three you. months without um, Big Money Chris. And, Chris, we're happy that you're going to – I mean, this job for you sounds like a one-for-up toy. And we, just so you know, we all support you going in. But we are going to miss you on the podcast. I've always said yeah, you are one of, like, the, the – you are one of the key contributors to um, all our discussions, all our takes. Um, So – so you will be missed, but we fully support you um, taking this opportunity, and we wish you all the best. And yeah, just so you know, once that. you're done, you're definitely welcome back. Love um, to hear that. Hey, Chris, I want you, you know, as a, as a founding member, you always brought the heat with me, man. I was always looking for you to, to feel your energy, man. Your energy matched mine. So Damn. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss our banter's and ratings together, but. Mm-hmm. You better be back on the show. I need, I need my, I need my AK with me, brother. Oh, I won't. Uh, this won't be the last episode I'm on. Because you're a fan. You still, you still the host with us, baby. Don't forget. Yes, if, if me and Adam got to fly to Kansas and do a show with you, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> once I get a game out, once a member to get a game out family, always a member to get a game out family, as I would like to say. Definitely. So, Alex, you want to say anything? Um, I just can't wait to get um get back on the college basketball talk with Chris. It's gonna oh, be a yeah. I'll definitely be good. I'll definitely be a good talking. <laughs> yep, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But once again, Chris, we wish you all we once again and Chris, we wish you all best. But we do have one last episode. I'm with you, but. But before we get started, I do also have a bit of program information, something that I'm going to be doing, and that is starting um, this Saturday, I will be um, covering 
a baseball team called the New Jersey Jackals. You guys ever hear of them? Yeah. So I will be covering the New Jersey Jackals. They're in independent. Like, Jersey. Of course, they're the New Jersey Jackals. Let me explain, Michael. So the New Jersey Jackals, you they are should. in the, I don't the New Jersey Jackals are an independent league baseball team. Um, they're they are used to play in the Can-Am League, which is a six-team league. Now they're um in um a league called a Frontier League, which is the largest independent the largest independent league in all of independent baseball. The total of sixteen teams, or two teams a week, competing in the twenty twenty season because two of them are for Canada with the whole. Contrast between the, within the border, like they won't be all the field teams, but I will be covering um the, the Frontier League is also an official like partner league of LLB, so this is like um so this is like pretty big stuff. So I will be covering the New Jersey Jackals. I'll be their beat writer for um Jersey Sporting News. So game recaps, like like game like breaking news on Twitter, like all that stuff. That's the stuff I'll be doing. So I will be doing doing this podcast like alongside it or. We're not sure if we're gonna we're we're gonna try to still do two episodes a week, but if it does get like if it does get too complicated with our schedule, I think we may end up reducing it to one episode a week. But for now, we're gonna try to keep it at two episodes a week. So things are happening. Like people on the Game Game Podcast, we're going places, and that's definitely something yeah, to be proud of. Stop. It's definitely something to be proud of. So, but we still do have one last episode with old old with Chris for. With Chris, so let's all have some fun. You guys ready? Yeah. You know what we're gonna talk about? We're gonna talk about some Knicks. How about that? Knicks with a big, (laughs) big game two win over the Atlanta Hawks. And I I I watched I mean I didn't really watch this game, but I did keep in tune with this game and throughout the first half, it was basically a Knicks fans um going, here we go again, you know. Um the Hawks like the Hawks pretty much won the first half of the game. I mean, Trey Young, like Trey Young, does a Trey Young did in game one. He once again he kept on feeding, feeding off the energy of the Madison Square Garden crowd, and he finished the game with with um, thirty points. So Trey Young did Trey did what Trey Young does. But this time, the Knicks were able to um, pull out the W. Derrick Rose had a monster game. I, I mean, um, he like. Like he like um as for as much credit we give Tom Tibber though I think, I think I think he showed like there's no excuse for um for saying Derrick Rose and playing in Alpha Payne in a starting lineup I think uh, Tom Tibber learned his lesson like from that. As a as a bona fide Knicks fan since the day I was born, um we need Derrick Rose on as a six man or not as a starter. Here's why. He still won't get the big minutes at the end of the game anyway. You know, we need a closer in the second unit. So, and we 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 have Randall and we have Barrett playing. And then we have Quickly that should be starting at the two guard instead of Richie Bullock. But, however, it's also good to have Quickly and Rose off the bench at him because they're hungry. You know, Quickly was going to be an all-star in this league for years to come. And Derrick Rose is, is like it's the one of the greatest closers right now in the NBA. I think Top Timberdo saved Derrick Rose's career every time when he was in the Bulls. He won an MVP with Tom Timberdo, I believe, right, boys? Yep. And when he went to uh, when he played for Minnesota with Tom Timberdo, Derrick Rose scored fifty points, I believe, right? 
So I'm saying they're match made in heaven between Tom Thibodeau and Derrick Rose. They're perfect playing with each other. He's a great coach. Tom Thibodeau, if they had a award for most improved coach of the year, most improved coaches, it'll be Tom Thibodeau. He's definitely going to win coach of the year, definitely. He should win coach of the year. If he doesn't, then I think the NBA is bogus and rigs. Here's but one thing, and, and, and here's one thing. Uh, I, so I said some positives. Now I'm going to say some, unfortunately, negatives off there because I have some critiques about um this next one. I have some critiques. Number one, I do think that the Atlanta Hawks, like, I do think this is a game where, not saying the Knicks didn't win, but the Atlanta Hawks shot themselves in the foot for one reason. The, the, the top call the Atlanta Hawks head coach Nate McMillan. Why did he wait so long to put Trey Young back in the game in the fourth quarter? I have. Could someone explain that to me? I do uh, know. Let me. Do you know when he got put back in? I think it was like at seven, seven or six minutes left in the fourth. But it was a close a game. Earlier. It was close. Yeah. The, it was I mean, but by then the Knicks were up by ten. We're up by 10. I mean, I mean, if this is the regular season, you could probably get away with it. This is the playoffs. I mean, you need to win every, yeah. every single game counts. You need to, you need to like, um, prioritize every single game as if there's no tomorrow. Cause you know what? In the playoffs, they might not be eat a, a tomorrow. You can't like say, oh, we're just gonna take this game. No, that, if you like say, oh, it's fine if we lose this game, that one loss could cost you a series. So if that was um their mentality, I just I just think that's like completely unacceptable. No, O team should be like um no, no team should be coaching or managing that way in in the playoffs. In the regular season, you could get away with it, but in the playoffs, you need to win. You need to like um coach and manage every single game like um it's your last because you know what it could be your last. So that's one thing. And number two. And this is another thing. This is a trend we saw from game one and continued to game two. Julius Randle and RJ Barrett did not have great games. Let's just call it what it is. They did not have great games. Julius Randle, I believe, he used excellent defensively. I'll give Julius Randle that. He was excellent defensively. And he did like play a major part in the Knicks' victory on, on the defensive side as well. But on the offensive side, I'm sorry, 15 points, 5 from 16. Any shooting from the field, that's just not going to cut it. I'm like sorry, that's just not going to cut it. Same thing with RJ Barrett. Five for 14 for the field, only 13 points. Those two are, I, I said I said before, if the Knicks want to win this series, both of them, both of those guys have to step up. Because they're not going to, because they're, they, the Knicks aren't going to be able to rely, I aren't going to be able to rely on guys like Burks and Derrick Rose to carry them all the way. They need their best players to step up. They need you as and RJ Barrett to step up. Honestly, I think Derrick Rose is the second best player on that next I, team. I was about to say, I, I would say he's second. I would say I don't it's he's, second. A, he's the guy. I don't think it's close in my opinion. This is a right fan talking. And, and, and in a playoff series, he's the number. He's the number two guy. Yeah. Derrick Rose I, I is can't... the best player on that team. I'm sorry, RJ. I'm a RJ Barrett fan. He's number three. I, I'll, I'll give you RJ number three. Yeah, Derrick De- Rose probably number two. Right? I, I would say Julius Randle is clearly the best player, though. Yeah. Good. Overall, like, in terms of experience, and yeah, I, 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 I could get, get me making the case with Derrick Rose. I mean, 
Derrick Rose should have won sixth man of the year, in my opinion. He got robbed. Who won sixth man of the year, by the way? Jordan, Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Sixth oh, man of the year is not. That's an award that's less about value, and it's strictly just points per game. That's all it is, really, for the most part. I agree. Yeah, which I think is bogus. Derrick Rose brings energy. Clarkson was a stud. And, like, it's hard to say he's undeserving. I just feel like Rose should have – like, Rose really wasn't considered at all. Yeah, so Rose, what, 16 a game? Former MVP? Come on. No, M- no MVP. The impact he ha- had on the Knicks was way more than Clarkson had. Exactly. They were 19 and 8 when Derrick Rose played. That's a- incredible. Boys, oh, let's let's think about it. Let's think about it. Let's be smart and think. Derrick Rose hasn't missed the playoffs in his whole career. Only one. Ne- never missed it. Besides Wait. being injured. He missed the playoffs. Wait, did he miss accurate? the playoffs that one? Did he miss the playoffs one, one, one year. season with the Knicks? One, yeah. Playoffs. One the, year. The Knicks the they they made the playoffs in 2017. They made the playoffs. They did? They, they didn't, didn't make, make the playoffs. The Knicks didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they have not made the playoffs in Two times. He hasn't. I, I can look it up for you right now. Like oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's, yeah, you're right. That's something. Point is, Derek Rose makes teams great, just like Chris Paul makes teams great. Let's talk about how, also being a Knicks fan, how Derrick Rose was not in the six-man-of-the-year category, which kind of pissed me the heck off. Derrick Rose, who was a monster, like probably a top 10 point guard in the league, top 10, top 15 point guard in the league right now. Is he not? He's up in that range, I'd say. But if this was 10 years ago, he was like the best point guard in the league. Definitely. And he's, he's still really good somehow. It's all he's been through. It's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, he's a winner. I've always said Derrick Rose is like one of those stories where you always think about what it could be. Like he's still an excellent, he's still a really good player. Like you always think about like, like what Steph Curry is right, what Steph Curry is right now, he could be right up there with Steph Curry as from among the greatest point guards of all time if he had stayed healthy, in my opinion. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it's hard to say for sure, but yeah, his first couple years are insane. Yeah. Uh, nah. Going back to um, your question here, I'm looking at the playoffs. He he missed the playoffs um way more than t- he missed yeah, the playoffs nice in t- 18, 19, 19, Missed the playoffs in 16, 17, 15, 16. He was in the playoffs. Um, uh, what are you talking about? 12, 13, 13, 14. He missed the playoffs a bunch of time in his career, Michael. But he was injured. That don't count. He was injured for half those but, games. But for injuries, I can't. But he's still like – he still he's like – that's, that's at least four five seasons. That's at four five seasons. Your point is still accurate, Michael, but he missed the playoffs a lot. Yeah, yeah but that don't count because I'm talking about actually played. I'm not talking about his team, like him playing in the playoffs. Point is – Derrick Rose is just a monster who is probably, if he would have stayed healthy, well, won at least two MVPs, not four MVPs, three NBA championships alone. If he would have stayed healthy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna be honest. I did, I went at when the Knicks first like brought him back, I was not a fan of it. I thought I because I had like PTSD from like when like how badly it went during his first year with the Knicks, you know, that time he actually went AWOL on the team, like all the drama. 
so I just got a bunch of flax axe to um then so I so I it originally was a fan move, but it's worked out much better this time. I think it I think it just shows you the night and day difference between the Knicks back then, like with Phil Jackson and Knicks right now with Tom Thibodeau. Knicks with Phil Jackson, they were a they were a toxic dumpster fire. Like I could you have so many acts, um, negative actions to describe the Knicks culture back then. And it really shows you how Tom Thibodeau has changed the culture, like surrounding the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau is probably should be the general manager of the Knicks or president of operations. Uh, I think I think he's fine. I think he's fine in his coaching role. Yeah, though. I, think- I, be- I may be wrong, but I feel like he had that power in Minnesota. Than right. and it did not go well. Yeah, so I I think I think he's fine in his coaching role, but now going forward to games three and four, I think I think the Knicks need to at least win one of those games. They Definitely. will win. Definitely. So they if they win one of those games, as they head back um to Master Guard tie two, do I I think that's ideal. Um, Honestly, right now I right now I would be surprised if this series doesn't go at least six games. I'm saying the way it is right now. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't go at least six games. I'm saying, boys, my Knicks will get the job done. They're gonna get the job done, no question. Julius Randle's going game. He's gonna look in the mirror and reflect on himself. That's what all people do in the NBA. We know this. It's it's a it's called flight or fight or flight. NBA sports fans know this. Either you're gonna step up or you're gonna how you gonna do it? You're gonna step up and respond or not respond and bail yourself out. That's what us sports fans know. You either going to man up or step step up or step down. That's what Julius Randle has to figure out. I know it's your first playoff series. I know it's your first playoff series, but it's your fifth or sixth year in the league. You got to step up. You want most improved player of the year. This is your time to step up. Because I'm tired, tired of crying every year about the being a Nick fan in my closet in my room crying about. This could be the year. This could be the year. We're going all the way, and we blew it. I'm tired. Of, me and my dad are tired of crying every year. You know what I mean, boys? I'm tired of crying, eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream about the Knicks. Adam, call me crazy. Hit, call me Britney Spears. Hit me, baby, one more time. If the Knicks play like how they played any team, they could be any team in the East. Call me crazy. Call me call, taking out my drugs. I don't care. I'm saying my opinion. And Knicks could play defense every game like that. They could make it out of the East. The Knicks are not making out of the East, Michael. Anything is possible. Put away whatever crack pipe you're smoking. They are not making it out of the East. Adam, anything bad? You know this, Adam, better than anybody. You're not being the anything Sixers. You're not possible. being the Bucks, and you're not being the Knicks. Get through your head, Adam. Basketball, you know this better than anybody. On one given night, any basketball is literally the sport with the least parity in all of existence. The only thing with with less parity <laughs> is Olympic basketball. That's it. <laughs> you could be any team on any given night. You know this. Chris knows this. Alex knows this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Brooklyn Nets don't live rent free in Knicks fans' heads. All right, we'll say the Knicks. Knicks, okay. their time will come, but it's not not quite. The, the, uh, your time will come, Michael, but it's not going to be in twenty twenty. I, I will say, I think the Sixers would much rather play the Hawks. First of all, I I I, I agree there, 
or Chris. Yo, who, yo, who, yo, wait, we played the Sixers, right? You would rather not get into a defensive kind of slugfest. First of all, you know, first of all, everybody knows New York is better than Philly in general. New York has better teams than than Philly, better women in, than New York, better people, better food, better sports teams. It's just giving common sense. <laughs> Point is, boys, Philly can suck, suck something. So um, now we're done talking Knicks for a while. Um, the Nets got the Nets got win. They won them game two and a blowout. And uh, such that, a nice series broke really quick. Sorry. I mean, I think I, I, I think um, with the recent news that Jeff Green like is gonna be out for the rest of the series. Um, he's gonna be out for I believe ten days. I, I think that's a big blow for the Nets. I mean, because Jeff Green's like, is. He's one of those glue guys on a team. He plays great defense. Like, he makes threes. Like, he's one of those key contributors off the bench. So, losing him for the rest of the series is definitely going to hurt. But with just how well they play, with how, like, they just ran the Celtics off the floor, I, I think that um, that's – I just think, like, it's only a matter of time. They're going to win that series in four or five yeah, games. Yeah, they're, they're going to sweep the Celtics. I mean, they, the Celtics Maybe might, five. Maybe Tatum can drop 50. The Celtics but might win I, one of those two games, but yeah. it's going to be over in, in four yeah. or five. Maybe games. Tatum goes berserk in game three. I think the Celtics have a fighting chance if Tatum goes off every game. And Kemba Walker has to, Tatum has to go 50, and then uh, then two of the on, next six. The, the Texas is coming out of Michael South. He's saying the Knicks are coming out of the East and the Celtics like have a fighting chance against the Nets. Can Casey's you believe this? No, Can you I'm believe this? Adam, the, Michael, Walker, if this is a hot take, I would ban the hot takes. This is not my hot take. I'm the same. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. I'm saying any team can fight in the any time. Playoffs teams can happen, Adam. We can be eight. I have seen the eight seeds beat the one seed. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but oh, it's, it's happening happen. again this year. Yeah, say it was going to happen this year. Uh, do I think the seventh seed in the West is going to beat the two? in the West, absolutely. Yeah, but don't act like that's an upset, one. though. Don't act like that's an upset. Don't act like that. that's not. You act like that's an upset when it's really <laughs> It not. is an upset. Lakers should no. be higher. No. The Lakers should have been higher this year. That doesn't Lakers mean it's an upset. The West until the injuries. I know. That's, right that's, why it's, that's why it's not an upset. It could be an upset. Anything's possible. No, you're agreeing with us, Michael. We're not really... On the same page. So, Chris, let me ask you a question. <laughs> You're telling me on God's green planet that if the Suns win, who is the second seed in the second seed in the West, the second best record in the NBA, is if they win, it's an upset? Yes, I, I think the consensus would be that's an upset. Hold up. Hello? Hello? Stupid, stupid ideas? Uh, please press one. Thank you. I mean, Alex and Adam, I feel like you guys can be a little even. Like, it's not a major upset, but the Lakers are favored. Chris, it's not an upset. I'm telling you. Chris Paul, who's probably the best point guard, one of the top five point guards ever played this game. If the Lakers beat the Suns, it wouldn't be an upset. It would. If, if the Suns beat the Lakers, I don't think it would be an upset either, but that's not. Between the two, it would be more of an upset if the Suns beat the Lakers. Like, when healthy, the Lakers are clearly the better team. 
Also, uh, we, that we can't let that outrageous comment Mike just said go without um, being talked about. Um, Chris Paul is not a top five point guard all time. What? He's not. I'm sorry. No. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Son, Ma- Magic Johnson, Steph Curry. Um. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? You just said Steph Curry's a top five point guard. He, he is. is a top five point He's guard all time. Than Chris Paul? <laughs> Wait, Curry, no, 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 would you take Chris Paul over Steph Curry? Would you take Chris Paul over Steph Curry? Yes. Stop it. Steph. Stop it. <laughs> He's he has to be kidding, Adam. Come back. He's he, there's no way he's not kidding. <laughs> I just said just see Adam's face. We are heading to commercial break. <laughs> be right back. Hey Adam, I just said just see your face. Right when right when he stood up, I'm like he's joking with us. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I had to screw with him. <laughs> 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 I guess it's just talking basketball. Adam's gone. So, guys, so sorry about sorry about our host. He was dropped on his head at birth. He's having a little melt meltdown right now. <laughs> I cannot believe the words that are coming out of this man's mouth. It was a joke, you buffoon! It was a joke. <laughs> What, Chris, your mind went here. Was it really a joke? Right when you stood up, we could tell he was joking. He was already gone. <laughs> I did just to screw with you. I, did, I didn't notice to tell you it already gone up, but I saw the way he was watching my head. Michael, don't scare me like that again. Adam, I had to get you, buddy. <laughs> Adam, I love you, but. <sighs> Adam, we, I had to get you with that. All right, all right. Alex, talk about the 76ers. Go ahead, Alex, save us. Save us, Alex. Go okay. ahead. Adam, I'm going to do my real top five point cards of all time. Alex, save us. Save us, save us. Just Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, okay. Curry. All right. Wait, wait just, just let Michael finish. Michael, go ahead. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Zeke. Steph Perry, John Stockton, and Jerry West. I can see that. I can see that. So, yeah. Now, Alex, go ahead. Just go. Talk about the Sixers, okay. all right? <laughs> Adam's face was priceless. <laughs> I'm going to start with how well Matisse Thibel is playing on his home court, which was an unreal performance last night where he had five rebounds and four steals in Chris, I think it was I forget how many minutes that was. It was it was like 19 or I think it was less than 20 for the stats. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull up. He's been, he's been playing unreal the past two games and I just think that it's going to be hard for the Wizards to get get uh, their offensive possessions when Matisse is thriving at the on the uh, defensive side, and as well as um, Embiid thriving to get rebounds, and I just 
don't see the Wizards winning two games against them. I think the Sixers are the better team. Actually, now now looking at it, I think the Sixers, I will say this now, the Sixers will sweep the Wizards. Well, hell no. No. I'll say I'll say this. I'll say this. I like the Chris Chris tell me if this makes sense. I like the Wizards' chances of getting a win against the 76ers more than I like the Celtics' chances of getting a win against the Nets. Does that make sense? They're, they're both getting swept. Yeah, in my opinion. But it's like, I I but. I just think the Wizards like. I could easily see the like both Brad Bill Russell Russell going off for a game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, I, could, awesome I, could see I think that. I think it's gonna be a sweep. I think five or six. It the boys just get lucky. I, I, I think sixes are winning in like in in like five games what, most. Five games yeah, most. Uh, whether it's could sneak game three, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. So I I I just think those two series are hanging. I think those two series. I mean, just, just we have, we, I think I think if he just those, we don't have to talk about them. Those two series anymore. I mean, um, unless think, something yeah. unless something I drastic think, happens, which it won't. I think the the Sixers series against Washington is turning out to be the series between Milwaukee and Miami. No, just stop talking. Adam, I could be unrealistic, and you call me unrealistic. Wow. This yeah, because you are unrealistic. How? You said, you said the Knicks are going to come out of the East, and you said the Celtics have a chance against the Nets. Those are two of the most unrealistic takes in the history of this podcast. The Celtics have a fighting chance. Any team has a fighting they chance. They do not. Have, they do not have a fighting chance. Go back and watch the games. See how, okay. like, the, it's game three. Me, it's three, I believe, right? Game three, yeah. Honestly, the Celtics, I hate the Celtics more than anybody in the world. But if Jason Tatum goes off and Kemo goes off, ooh. Yeah, I'm really worried about Kemba Walker going off against KD, Kyrie, and Harden. I'm so scared. Oh. You, Adam, you should talk. You can't even score two points in the NBA game. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I might get lucky and make a three. Adam, I will block. You can't even score on me. What thinks you can? How you can score an NBA player? <laughs> I think I've scored on you before. Never scored on me. Only person that would be one on one. Yo, get your get. I got a question for the get your game on podcast family. Who think will win a one on one between me or Adam? Me versus Chris. Or me versus Alex in one on one. I think I'm I'll, I'll beat Adam 11 0. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'll beat you 11 7. Alex, okay, I'll be, I beat you all the time. So, you know. uh, I, I, I would give you the win. I would give um, you the win over Alex. Definitely. Chris, I'll, I'll beat Chris 11 7. At Alex, I'll beat you 11-5. Adam, I'll beat you 11-2. I'll beat David 11-0. And I'll probably... Me and my sons will have a close game. He'll beat me by... But he hasn't played in a month. So I'll probably beat him 12-10, we'll have 11-10. We'll have to find out. We're going to have to schedule a basketball tournament sometime. That would be epic. We, we need to schedule a basketball tournament sometime. 
So we're now going to move on to um, we are making a little change here to Mike's hot take. We we are doing a hot take segment, but this time Chris is going to be one giving the hot takes. This is going to be his last episode for a while. We wanted to give um, him the floor for a bit. And little plot twist. Whether that we approve the hot take, it will count towards Michael's record. No, 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 no. <laughs> I love this plot twist. Um, no, I, don't I, think it, I, 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 so, I just want to start off. So, so I think it'll be. Away. I think it'll be a unanimous on, pause, disapproval. Alex, stop I'm recording. Just putting that out there. Stop recording for a sec. Don't stop recording. Stop recording. I, I beat the crowd. I just. Hold. I just want to start by. I want to. This is my hot take. I just want to give John Moran a shout out for scoring for 47 points last night. That was unreal. Oh man. Tough loss, but I mean, it's just a fun series for the Grizzlies, no matter what happens. But yeah, let's get into my hot take now. Um, I think all three of you are going to give it a thumbs down, but my hot take is the Milwaukee Bucks will win the East. And I'll go go into a little bit of detail about why. I just what, I, I, think, think I, ha- I get screwed. Yeah. Adam, that's <laughs> bullshit. You know it, Adam. That it doesn't count. Here's, We'll, just, we'll we'll talk we'll we'll just wait and see how what happens in a couple. Let, in a let month Chris or so. go, Michael. But let Chris go. I think I think the Nets are going to have serious problems defending Giannis, which we kind of we like. That's not a mystery. They're, they're not going to be able to defend him very well, but a, it won't matter in a lot of ways. But I just think the way I think Drew Holiday is such a massive upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. He is a great third option offensively. He's an elite defender who will harass whichever Nets guard they throw him at. That they have the pieces to defend, not defend well, but match up well with Brooklyn in that series. And I, I just think, I, I just think the Bucks are locked in and they're playing some good basketball. And I, right. I think they got a chance to do. I think they're going to win the East. Okay, so I, I have a question to ask you, Chris. You say, you say you think the Nets are going to have trouble defending um, uh, uh, defending us, which I, I, which, I can, which I can understand that. But my question to you is, how are the Bucks going to the Garden Nets? So. It's his thing. Like, you, can say, you can say, like, Drew Holiday could guard one of the Nets' guards. Like, the other guard is still going to be free to dominate. Whichever one. So, whichever one, uh, like, Drew Holiday can't guard both. And I'm not convinced right now that Giannis can guard King can give Kevin Durant. I'm not convinced about no, that. No, I'm, I'm not convinced about that either. That's that's where a little bit of doubt comes in. I'm, I'm not convinced he can't either. But I think I think the Nets do have a, a couple other guys that they can throw at the other guards. I would assume Drew Holiday would guard Harden. I, I don't know if you remember from any regular season matchups how those went, but it probably doesn't matter either way. I would guess Holiday guards Harden, and then they got deep. They got they'll just throw the rest of the guys at Kyrie. They even change those. Not a great defender. Pat Connaughton would be a salt when he's coming in off the bench would be a solid defensive option. Um, they got Middleton still. He's not awful, but but what the Nets can do they got. Brooke Lopez is an elite, is a really good interior defender as oh, well. Just, that's so, that's, so that's going to allow Giannis to do some different things on KD. And 
I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with Lopez defensively, though, because he's such a good defender. But how can they use his defensive talents effectively? Is something that that could be because, like, obviously inside he'll be good, but like, it's it's that I mean they have they they have some good defensive pieces, and it's going to be a heck of a series. But you also got PJ Tucker still off the bench. Bobby Portis is a solid interior guy. Like they, they have a lot of different guys they can throw at. I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. You say um they to throw us guys, Kyrie. There's one more problem. We're forgetting about someone named Joe Harris. Leave him open. I'll make every single. I'll just make every single open three. Yeah, he he's he's a problem. I'm I'm not gonna deny that. If he yeah. plays, if he comes out firing like. Yeah, then he like four or five yeah, threes quickly. I will so, say like, though, that, I agree with your point about Brooke I agree Lopez. With that. I, I agree with your point about Brooke Lopez because as a Nets fan, I remember all those years like when Brooke Lopez played for us, and I know how good like I, he is and and can be. So that would be that would definitely be like a scary matchup, especially with the Nets at the. Uh, we when you have Blake Griffin as your starting center, who is a great player, but I do not feel comfortable with him starting at no. the, at the five. So. I definitely think the Nets are going to need Nicholas Class to step up in exactly. that series. They're going to need um, they're going to need some DeAndre. Jo- I think DeAndre Jordan will play some minutes in that series. I definitely think they're going to need him. So, so it would it would definitely be a, a tough series. Series. So, Chris, do you have any other final points you wanted to add? The point you made about Joe Harris is like if Joe Harris comes out and hits a few threes quick off the bat, that that just changes the game. And in a seven game series, he will do that. Once or twice, probably. I feel like he's he's that good of a player, and that that's a problem. That's a problem as well. So there's the it's that's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge because so much focus is gonna be on those three guys, which it has to be. But Joe Harris is an elite shooter, and he's gonna he'll win them a game coming up big. I think in shots. All right, so that's that's it for Chris's hot take. Um, Chris, you didn't. Chris, I thought you did a great job. You made some excellent points. Um, take you over from Mike. I really think like you did a great job. Now it's time for us to approve or deny. Um, the bias part of me wants to deny it because I am a Nets fan. But what do I do here? You know what? I'll actually go first. Approve it or deny it? Let me go first. Let me go. Hold you, up. I'm going you, you, first. All right, you go first. You go first, Michael. Are you going to this is my hot it? take yeah. when we made it a Christmas hot take. All right. Am I going to be petty and be an asshole? No. I get Christy, my dog, man. Even though you bullshit me, even though you make me, even though you said, even though you were biased with a Jalen Shug shot. So, Chris? You get two balls. Congratulations. Your balls finally dropped. Good, good, good no. promo, bitch. <laughs> so you vote no. All right. So Michael votes no. I vote yes. I vote yes. Oh, okay. So you approve it. Don't you're cheat me. Yeah, okay. approve, dickhead. All right. So you. So Michael votes approve. Alex, go ahead. Don't be a dick. I approve. And there it is. I'll vote the client. But it doesn't matter. Chris, your hot take has to be approved. Michael, your record improves to 19 out 19 and 3. 19 out of 22 of your hot takes have been approved. Let's go. 
that turned out to be what? That turned out to be. I'm seven disaster you thought, but you hang, Michael. I'm gonna beat you up. I'm not playing with you, Adam. Put my foot up in your ass. Now I'm gonna go to Philly and whoop his ass. I'm, I'm gonna beat the crap out of both of you. Y'all think I ain't playing? I'm for real, Michael. But I mean, Chris, before you come to church, you might come into New Jersey and provide some extra protection against Michael. <laughs> Just provide, enough, just provide enough protection. Hold him up to like a final or a straining order. <laughs> Chris, Chris, if you get protection on him, Chris, you may be seeing the Lord himself personally. Uh, I don't I don't think we need to be worried about Mike though. All right. He's all, he's all talk. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Alex like no, boy, don't all bark, bark, no bite. <laughs> Adam, you know it better than anybody. I'm all bark and on bite. You know yeah. that. Yeah, he has a nasty bite though. He just won't use it. He won't use it on me. He won't he won't use it on me. He loves me too much. And he knows Ooh. better. I know better. And <laughs> <laughs> I love you, piece of shit. I love you too, Michael. Let's move on. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. All right, so. We're going to talk some baseball right now. Um, the Yankees um, have – the injury bug has just completely and just bit the Yankees in the butt once again. So, first we hear the news that Corey Kluber has gone down. Um, he's going to be out for um, – he can't th- – he's not going to be able to throw a baseball for four weeks. And it's going to take another four weeks after that to – um. For him to um, ramp up, so he's gonna be out for at least um eight weeks. So that's our that they were saying for a week. Sir, how well he was pitching, pitching, and like he was like he was arguably their second best pitcher, like um behind there was second best pitcher behind Garrett Cole. So that's gonna be a big, big blow. Um, Luke Voigt is has an oblique strain. He's gonna be out for um. For at least a month, maybe even maybe even more than that, he's gonna be out for a while. And Aaron Hicks, like we just learned, even we just learned, like is gonna have surgery and he's gonna be out for the season. So, so we all were wondering, like, um, like the Yankees have been bitten by the injury bug the past couple of years, um, and it's biting them in the butt again. And 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 it's obviously very fresh. It's obviously um very fresh. Rating as an Yankees fan, like for the injury bug to keep on biting you in the butt. But I will say though, I I will say this. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world, world yet, because because this thing like Aaron, losing Aaron Hicks like for the year is definitely gonna be a big blow. It's it's definitely a big blow. But when you sure how well how um like um little he was doing offensively, like um and how bad of a season he was having, like. I don't think that's gonna be as big of a blow as people think. Um, and Corey Kluber, like we all, as much as losing him for two months is gonna suck, we all knew that. Um, expect him to pitch like, to pitch like what, to to uh, pitch like more or than like twenty starts this year. Like after he only pitched like one of the only one like last running last year, and all the health issues he's had, I think that was unrealistic. So we all knew he was gonna miss some time. So. I'm just happy that he's just missing time now. So hopefully, like, so 
so with the with the rotation, I just think like I just think actually the Treadwater. Um, we we just heard they called up David Garcia, so he's gonna be a big part of the rotation. And and then you have guys obviously you obviously have Jericho Ojeres. Then you have guys like Herman, Jordan Montgomery, David Garcia, and Jameson Tyone. Like all those guys can like um just keep the ship low. Then when you like then come up August. You add Luis Severino back, who, like, if he's healthy, is, like, one of the better pitchers in the American League. You add, like, Corey Kluber, who um, has been lights out this year. If he can – if both those guys can affirm for him, you have a – and you have Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, and Corey Kluber in your rotation, I think that's going to be a scary rotation, like, come October. So I just think the Yankees right now just need to um, – these injuries, like, obviously they suck, but I don't think it's anything that's um going to – Derail their season. Yeah, you you talked about it a lot. I I I think they'll they'll manage. Obviously, some of these injuries are going to be tough to go deal with. But I mean, they're playing better baseball now, so they they'll they'll find a way to keep keep rolling. I think. Yeah, I definitely yeah I definitely agree with you, Chris. Uh, Michael, you're another Yankee fan here. You want to comment on this? I just wanted they had an eight game winning streak, which is pretty good for them. Yeah, um, and then and then um I believe they lost the other day and then they just split um the the double header against the Blue Jays. It's Blue Jays, so they lost two out of three to the Blue Jays, which they were gonna lose a series eventually. So they weren't gonna keep on on uh, this hot kind of hot streak for, for forever. So So the, the it's still a tight like it's still a very tight like race in the in the ALE, so they're so they're so they can't like get um two lax so they need to um start winning they need to keep on winning games. They go on because one more cold stretch could like potentially knock them out of the playoff race because it's not like last year where there's like eight play where there's so many playoff seasons. Like, they need to keep on playing great baseball. Because even though I we all expect the Yankees to make the playoffs, there's still an outside chance like they could, could like um ultimately fall out of things. I don't think it's gonna happen. I just think they're too talented of a team like to do so. But like man, I'm I just think they're too talented of a team to do so. Like I just think like with the, and the lineup has like I mean it's it's still struggling, but you're you're starting to see signs of life. Aaron Judge has obviously been unreal. You're going to get Joe Cobb that stand back like in the coming days. Um, Glaber Torres has 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 turned things around. Like, yeah, he, he had he kind of like had a bad series against the Blue Jays, but so you definitely want to see him like bounce back against um the Tigers. I'm I'm starting that series, so you want to definitely see him bounce back. But he's like, but he's like starting to get going. Um, and Duaros had like has had like um a good stretch. Like he's been hitting the ball well. Um, but the rest of the guys, they, they just need to start hitting. Like, like I mean, Gio Shell has been playing well, but the, the Knicks just need guys to start hitting. And I, I said this before, like, I said this, said this before with how, like, poorly, like, some of the Yankees, like, players have, have like, underperformed. Like, Brett Garner is, like, vastly underperformed. Clint Frazier is vastly underperformed. With all like um, with how badly their outfield is underperformed, I I definitely think it's in their cards for the Yankees to make a trip raid and at the deadline for an outfielder. I definitely think that's something that Brian Cashman like 
is exploring and it has in the works. I, I would definitely agree with that. They're, they'll definitely they'll definitely be in the spot to go get a guy. Yeah, I mean, I said before in the offseason, like, in the offseason, I thought they should have signed Michael Brantley. I really thought that that he would have been a guy. I mean, he's a he's a he's a lefty bat. He he hits for average. He has some pop. Um, he, he would have been like the perfect guy, like to insert into that into um left field at Yankees to insert into left field. Like he would be a perfect guy. I mean, I mean, you could argue maybe if like the, the Houston Astros like follow the race that, that maybe like the, you think can work out a trade, but. I still, I still think like that's a that's an unlikely scenario. I mean, there's some names out there. I mean, I've heard like rumors about Joey Gallo, but I just don't think that would be a great fit. I think Joey Gallo is just another. He's just another one of those guys that strikes out too much, and the Yankees have way too many guys like that in, the, in their lineup. Like great players, don't get mad. Joey Gallo is a great player, but but th- th- you can't like like it's like. Too many strikeouts are a bad thing. I just think like I just I just think like in this analytics age of baseball, people think oh striking out, striking out is like no big deal. If you strike out that, if your entire team like is like striking out at that high of a clip, it's not a good thing. I'm sorry, it's not something that you could just gloss over. So I so I wouldn't be uh, so I wouldn't be um in favor of training for Gallo. I mean. Jock Pearson, like to, uh, you could say the same thing to a lesser extent. I mean, he doesn't strike out that much, but still, I mean, I mean, Jackie Bryant Jr. I think could be a good target. So that's another name. Anyway, I could it could be in the cards. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna like, I mean, sometime in the coming days, I'm just gonna like um go through, like, a bunch of trade players I would like to see yeah. Yankees trade for, for for a future Definitely. episode. But Yeah, a, a lot will change in the next month yes, and a half, yeah. two months. Yeah, so, well, Michael, well, you want to comment on anything that we're talking about here? Honestly, the Yankees will do well. But, however, Adam, I'm predicting me and you in, in fall baseball, baby, in November, me and you will probably be at the parade drinking a couple beers. Celebrating I hope years. that happens, Michael. Because Adam, me and I you hope that happens for just for one reason, one reason only, and that is to make Alex Reach suffer. I, me and you are going to be drinking our butts off. Yeah. And I, we're going to be calling out. Alex is going to be coming with us. And we're going to rub it in his face. <laughs> Alex, you're going to come to a parade with us? Telling he's not going to join you. Oh, well. My Aaron know that t shirt, <laughs> and then you get beat up, and then me and Adam have to save you. I'll be like, Adam, I'll be like, Have you seen this guy before? Would you say that, Adam? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I I'll be like, I never seen this out. guy. I'll be like, I'll be like, fellow <laughs> Yankee fans, I never seen this dude a day in my life. I'll be like, Sorry, Alex, you gonna get your ass kicked. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll I don't be think like, an Aaron Rodgers would be enough to get him beat up, though. Unless, are, unless, unless the Yankees would face the Phillies in the world, unless the Yankees like the beat Yankees the Phillies are, in the World Series. Unless, unless that's you the matchup, but then he'll be screwed. Yeah, yeah. Alex, but, don't wear, do not wear a Red Sox jersey 
in 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 New York. <laughs> that we get beat up. I think we all can agree that we get. Me and Adam were walking in a different direction, right, Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Here's one thing though. Wolfie comes wearing our Tuve jersey. He's getting murdered. Alex yeah. will die. Not only would we not protect you, Alex, we'd help in beating you up. Exactly. I'll be like, Alex, I'm gonna let you get beat up. I'm sorry, buddy. We're at out two big jersey in New York. It's like wearing it's like wearing a LeBron James jersey in 2010 to Cleveland. You will die. It's like wearing a LeBron James jersey, All Miami right. jersey. All right, before we um move on, um I, I mean, Alex, we gave you a chance to talk about this last episode. So, Chris, we're going to give you the opportunity here since this is your last episode for a while. What's going on with the Royals? I'm going to put you on a spot here. What's happening? You guys were well, leading essential. Now you're five games back. Well, this was always expected. They they just got off the hot start. This, the roster is just not that great. They have some decent pieces offensively and some solid young pitchers. So, I mean, it's been – they got to the good start. The offense really overachieved start the year. But a couple guys, Andrew Benintendi and Carlos Santana, a couple of the veterans we got this offseason have actually been pretty – really good for us. But outside of those two, there's not been much. Whit Mayfield's been really bad recently, and he's our go-to guy. Salvador Perez has been really solid for us, though, as well. Alberto Mondesi, he just returned from injury, so we'll see how he gets back. We'll see if he can make much of an impact. But a lot of guys have really fallen off. Jorge Soler has been awful. He's batting 171, it looks like. I think that's accurate. 171 and almost two months of baseball, so that's terrible. And it's just it's just been bad. There's, the pitching has been so up and down. Because we had a couple – when we were winning games, the bullpen was just dominant. And the starting pitching has just been so up and down. We knew we didn't have the arms yet to really compete. And with Danny Duffy out, that the rotation is just bad. feel bad for Duffy because he was absolutely dominant. He was arguably the best pitcher in the AL until he got hurt. He, he had been absolutely locked in for the Royals. But well, he's got to keep developing some of these young guys and see how the rest of the season goes. Expectations are different now. I just, I don't know, maybe try to stay close to 500 the rest of the way is kind of the mindset now. But just try, just keep playing baseball, try to get healthy, and maybe put yourself in a spot to be semi-competitive down the stretch. I don't figure. I, I just think this is a series where um. Even though it was nice when they get off to a hot start, we knew like this is like um, this is not gonna be the rules here. Definitely, definitely. But also, did not expect an eleven game losing streak to come. Yeah, that, I yeah, thought it'd be more st- of a gradual decline. That's still, you know, <laughs> that whether it's expected or not, that's still like never fun that's for brutal. your team. Yeah. But this is two games below five hundred right now. This mm-hmm. is this was this is what we expected. With a crazy, crazy path to get here, but we're about where we expected to be. Yeah, definitely. So it's time right now. We're going to close out the show with our bets of the episode. So to recap, to recap last week, last episode, episode 21, 
I got a dub. I had the autos over the Penguins in game five. Islanders beat the Penguins in game five. They also beat them in game six. They're going to be advancing to the second round to face the Boston Bruins. So I won my bet. I had 12 points to my total. Alex, like, um, once again, took an L. He had a Trailblazers over Nuggets on my line, and Damian Lillard over the, the Nuggets beat the Trailblazers, so that immediately ruined his same-game parlay bet. Which, uh, it was a bet I really liked, Alex, so... Unfortunately, but unfortunately, it did not go through for you. I feel bad. So you take an L, Chris. You once again took an, you once again took an L. Uh, I believe um, your um. You had like the Heat over the Bucks on the money line. Bucks beat the Heat, so you do the math. You took an L there, David. David, like his ten game winning streak, his ten bet winning streak is. Over, he had the Phillies over the Marlins. The Marlins beat the Phillies, so David's betway streak comes to an end. Let's go! Hallelujah! All right, Marcellus won, won his bet. He had the White Sox over the Cardinals, he won his bet. And Michael had the Knicks over the Hawks, Ox, and Julius Randall over 20. Knicks beat the Hawks, but Michael, Julius Randall, only scored 15, so that wrecked your same game parlay. So you take it now. And what does all this mean, my friends? It means we have a new ringleader among our bets. Yours truly, Adam Grassani, is now in first place. Oh, you suck. <laughs> 11 10 record, 113.22 points. Adam Grassani is in the lead. In second place right now, following the second place, is David, 15-6 record, 106.6 points. Michael, you, you fall to third place, 12-9 record, 113.71 points. Chris, you're in fourth place, 10-11 record, 96.58 points. Marcellus is in fifth place, 13-8 record, 73.28 points. And Alex, my friend... You are still ringing up the rear. 9-12 record. 53.75 points. I feel bad for you, Alex. I really do. We don't. <laughs> I'll tell you this way now. The comeback starts this week. Just stop talking. Really? All right. So, as the um, reigning champion, I, well, oh, first of all, we are... Um, do we have um Marcellus's bet? I have it. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So, um, I, I we we also have um we have Davis bet right here. Um, Davis taking the Athletics over the Angels on my line, so that's um Davis bet. So I just want to throw it out there. Um, Michael, you got Marcellus's bet. Brooklyn over Celtics. Adam, you're going to appreciate that bet. Uh, 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 spread or money line? Uh, he just said, I'm going to go with the money line. All right, so I'll just we'll, we'll make it easy. Um, so, so those are two bets. And so as the um, as the defending champion, I'm going to go first. I'm going to – I'm looking back to baseball here. I haven't made a baseball bet in a while. At least I don't think I have. Well, actually, I made a baseball episode um, a couple episodes ago, so forget, so scratch that. But 
haven't made a Yankees bet in a while. I haven't been on a Yankees game in a while. So I think I'm going to break that trend. Knicks are playing the Tigers tomorrow with Garrett Cole on the mound. <laughs> so I'm going to try this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Yankees over the Tigers on my line. And I'm going to take the under. Under seven and a half runs in the game. And I'm going to combine both those in a bet. So, so with Garrett Cole on the mound, that means it's going to be a low-scoring game for the Tigers. Um, I, I forget who's pitching for the Tigers, but with how like, with how like the Yankees' bats have been struggling to get going, I don't see them putting up a ton of runs. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game that the Yankees will eventually pull out. So I've got Yankees over Tigers on my line and under seven and a half runs. That's my bet. Adam, it's Casey Mize. Okay, Casey Mize, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good, good, I believe. I don't think he's faced the Yankees before, though. I don't think he's faced the Yankees. Oh, So we'll see, see, like, we'll see what he does. So, Alex, you're up next. Um, Alex, you're up next. Okay. Uh, I am going to do the Houston Astros money line. Uh, that no. did not just come out of your Try mouth. again. Try again. What did he say? He's taking the Astros. He's banging on the Astros. Can we just ban him from the show for an episode? Did that make me just want to bet the opposite? I don't even know if they're playing it, to be honest. Oh, man. <laughs> Can we fire him? <laughs> Alex, how could you him? sink so low? Alex, shame on you, Alex. He's falling you so low. As Morales got so low, he's, he's decided <laughs> to join the dark side. I can't Alex, believe it. Alex, you kiss your mother with that mouth? Shame. All right. Alex, do you even love your mom after taking that bet? Jesus. All right. Shame. All Judas. right, so we're going to do a little thing here. Michael, you're gonna go. Then Chris is gonna do his bet. Oh list, heck right? no! I'm going. Me and Chris will go at the same time. Nope. No, no, no. How are we gonna go at the same time? We're, you're not gonna go at the same time, Michael. Just go. I don't know my bet yet. I really don't know. You really don't know uh, your bet? Yeah, uh, I really yeah. don't. Uh, All right, Chris, this is gonna be your the last bet you make um while on on um while recording. So make it count, my friend. All right. So, well, a big part of me wants to go against Alex taking that. Do it. Because that just can't be tolerated. But <laughs> I got to I gotta go with my squad. The Memphis Grizzlies will upset the Jazz in game three to take a 2-1 lead in the series. All right. On the money line, right? On the money line. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Chris's, Chris Kearns' very last bet for his two-month hiatus on the show. I believe he's still making his best through group chat, though. Will you? Uh, occasionally. All right. I'll so. try to. How about this? If you don't make your bet, I'll fill in for you. Okay. I'll, I'm good I'll fill that. in for you. All right. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So, Michael, you're last up. Go ahead. You know what, Adam? I was thinking about doing a baseball bet. I was thinking about doing a basketball bet. I was thinking about doing a baseball bet. But, you know, it's time to play the game. You know what? We tied the series up last night at the Garden. Do I think we could do it again in Atlanta? Where designers said, I got broads in Atlanta. 
credit cards and the scammers? You know what? To quote the son, you got Panda Panda. This is my, this, I like that song. Go New York, go New York, go. And my hat, ladies and gentlemen, what does my hat say? If y'all know me, what kind of hat I'm wearing? Atlanta Hawks hat. Wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> New York Knicks are going to win game three. Now, can you dig that? Money At money. least they ain't doing another <laughs> stupid same game parlay. I'm not gonna do a second game parlay. Okay, that broke my heart. All right, all right. That broke my heart the last time. It all right. At least they didn't do that stupid same game parlay. I'll take it. Hey, should I do? Should I do it? Nah, the best segment is over. The best segment is over. I ended the segment before you could um, before you could um. <laughs> Make your bet before you could do that parlay bet. I ended the bet segment, Michael. Too late. I'm gonna add on a parlay. Damian Lillard scoring 25 or more. That's my side bet. Can't do it. Hey, Too late, hey, Michael. Your bet's hey, already Chris. been locked in. Hey, Chris. All right. So before we end the show, Chris, like any thought, we're gonna give you the floor here. Go ahead. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun doing this podcast, and it's, I'll miss you guys over the summer, and I'll definitely look forward to being back on at some point talking sports. It's been a lot of been a lot of fun doing this past couple months, and oh, I'll be back. Yeah, we definitely look. Um, it's been it's been a blast. It's been a blast having you on this podcast these past couple of months. I mean, we've had um a lot of good times, um a lot of memorable times, um. A lot of times, um, roasting um, our good friend Michael over here over some of his ridiculous takes. I mean, I'll never, I'll never forget that one um, time where we both simultaneously roasted his take about um, what? Who shot was it again? Chris Jenkins. Chris, about Chris Jenkins shot. I will never ever forget. He that just moment. sucked it up. He just sucked it up. Adam, if you chuck up a three, we you can can debate about it. that right now. We we still have a couple minutes left. We can debate about that right now for comments. Let's do it. <laughs> he did not just chuck up the shot. Go back and watch the tape. He just he shot did. it. He Everybody did not chuck it up. He just shot it. That's a, that's an elite basketball play that every team probably having a playbook, but it would always be a late game play. I learned. Yeah. So, but. Where's he at now? Nowhere. A lot Yo, of good a lot of good shooters don't make the NBA. You're a bucket getter and you're not an NBA. Oh! Oh! Hey Chris, I'm still better than you. I'll take you to the bank, baby. That was a compliment. <laughs> what? That was a compliment. That you're bucket yeah, it was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Chris is just petty because I beat him in every bet we did. So, to our viewers, he's hating right now. <laughs> All right, but yeah, Yo, Chris. It's, it's, it's been so much fun trying to get getting to know you. Um, Same, Chris. You've been hilarious. I mean, I mean, Yo, Chris. I mean, um, we just met like a couple months ago, and you. I mean, I mean, just we've already formed like some great chemistry on the podcast. Definitely. I mean. Hopefully on and day, off this podcast. Hopefully, uh, hopefully one day we can meet away from this podcast. I would definitely, um, I would definitely yeah, I like. Yeah. Yo, I gotta say something about my man Chris. Yo, Chris, 
when I met you, man, I thought like, yo, you know how like God puts you on this planet to meet people. Definitely, that, I that, believe that. Like, I believe that God puts you on the planet to meet someone that you're gonna have a great friendship with for the rest of your life. And, yeah. and I and I think Alex for this because God, same way with Adam, same way with David. I met Adam. We had this lifetime friendship. Same thing with Alex. Same thing with David. Chris, when I met you, it was like just me and like a new person, man. The order, everyone knows that. I'm going to say this off on camera. Chris is the most selfless person I've ever met in my life. He helped Appreciate me out that, when bro. I was struggling. He's, he's a great person. Chris, we're going to miss you on the show. Thanks for bailing me yeah, out man. and helping me when I need you the most. Yeah, as you a friend. He, we appreciate you on yeah, the spot. He will be back, though, guys. Just to be clear, he will be back. We'll make it he seem like he's back. not going to be back, but we do expect him to be back. back. I'm just saying. I'll be back. Not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. I'm hoping back. the first week in July I can get on for an episode, but I'll have to be moving on my apartment then. So All right. We'll so, have to wait and see. So, he will we'll, be we'll back. Ha- we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Alex, any final things you want to say, Chris? Um, Just wanted to say... Thanks for all your um, contributing, and I look forward to having you back on. Appreciate it, Alex. Definitely appreciate you reaching out to me to get a, be a guest on this and let's work out. Yeah, was a, yeah. That's like Chris was originally just supposed to be a guest, eventually, and just being a full time member. No, so. we, I, I think I had the idea. It was my idea to put him as a host because yeah. we love his energy. Yeah, so. great vibe. Definitely, definitely so, um, to, to genius idea. Question, hold up, Adam. Hold Some up. things just happen for a reason. To, to, let, let me tell you, viewers, you think we're going to replace Chris? We're not. Hell, we'll just have Chris's name in, 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 the, in, the, in the call with Alex. Hell, I'll put my name with Chris's name. <laughs> First, we're yeah, not. So, so just so you know, we're not moving his name. Like, he's still going to be a member of the podcast. I mean, until he doesn't want to be a member anymore. He's still... And we do expect them to be back, like um, some sometime sooner, sometime like coming forward. So it may break so, off. So, so just so you guys know, it's, it's a goodbye to Chris. It's just a see you later. So that's all we really have to say. Um, all right. All we have to say. So Chris, we th- so Chris, um, we thank you for all the episodes you contributed, and we expect <laughs> and we look forward to have you on for um, in future episodes. Definitely, definitely appreciate you guys. All right, so that's it. This has been episode 22 of the Gay Game of Podcast with George Julie, Amgris I, Michael Cunningham, Alex Streach, and the man of the hour, Chris Kearney. If you like what you heard, leave a like and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to join the conversation, drop a comment or review, and we may feature it in a future episode. Remember, my friends, don't assume your juice is just fancy. If you can match our world, believe in it and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit.